Hello and welcome to Get Me Another, a podcast where we explore those movies that followed in the wake of blockbuster hits and attempted to replicate their success. My name is Chris Iannacone, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Rob Lamorgis. Who I, I think, I mean, he's not my favorite, but Warren Beatty, he was okay playing me. The resemblance <laughs> is there. <laughs> the resemblance is there. Now, if you go back to our very first episode, episode one of our Get Me Another Batman series, you will recall that one of the films we discussed in that episode was 1990's Dick Tracy, directed by and starring Warren Beatty. Today, we have something of a follow-up to that episode as we'll be discussing the two Dick Tracy television specials starring Warren Beatty as the square-jawed detective that aired in 2010 and 2023. This is Get Me Another Dick Tracy. And what we have next is a special all about Dick Tracy, which Warren Beatty himself produced three years ago. Leonard Malton joins Warren, and together they take us through Dick Tracy's long history by way of an interview that Leonard conducts with the man who knows the detective better than anybody, and that's Dick Tracy himself. Tracy is very candid, talking about his long history on the screen and radio and in the funny papers. He also lets us know who he thinks played him best on screen. So here's something Warren Beatty himself cooked up for us, his salute to the great master detective, Dick Tracy. Now, Rob, I have to admit, this is perhaps the most unusual episode of Get Me Another we've done so far. But these Dick Tracy television specials are so odd that we had to cover them. Yes. And I think that, I mean, well, I mean, we'll get into it. But the way that the second one eats the tail of the first one, it's I, it blew my mind. Yeah, no, it's, it's, the, it, it's the two of them together that is, it's like... It, Anyway, if you guys, if you listen to our first episode, our Get Me Another Batman episode one, you'll recall that we were both pretty fond of the 1990 Dick Tracy movie. It's it's very unusual. It certainly had an incredible cast and groundbreaking production design. And as we say, back in the day, it was blazing its own trail. Absolutely. Uh, and one of the uh, things that we had talked about as far as, or at least and I, I remember, I think you as well, um, that I really enjoyed about it is how it was just positioned as trying to be a more adult Dick Tracy, but in that super, super stylized format, while at the same time, uh, also it's a Disney movie that's going to be marketed towards families and have a happy meal. Yeah. And that those two things at times ran at cross purposes for, uh, perhaps, uh, ticket sales in the United States of America in 1990, but in a way that I loved, yeah. and it yes. comes up in these specials yes. in a way that I was, well, was I mean, very uh, happy about. Uh, that, the image of Madonna in that absolutely see-through dress. I mean, again, incongruous with the idea of sort of the Dick Tracy Happy Meal, which there certainly was. I, it's it's such a there, – there's so many interesting choices in that movie that, again, I think we talked about how – I would have loved to have been in the room when Warren Beatty screened that cut for Disney executives because it's, I mean, it's, it looks amazing. The sets, the costumes, the makeup, but at the same time, the split diopter really, shots. Oh yes. Split <laughs> diopter shots. But it's so, there's such adultness to it too. You know, there's, there's violence that is, you know, there's Tommy guns and machine guns and taking out seven guys at one punch, which will come up in our, 
are are the specials. Oh, yeah. It's so and and I think I observed at the time it's the most expensive movie ever made about work life balance. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, a little bit of history. Uh, Warren Beatty licensed the Dick Tracy property from Tribune Publishing in 1985. Disney optioned the rights then in 1988, and the film was released in the summer of 1990. While the film did relatively well at the box office, Disney was expecting nothing short of Batman-level numbers, and when it didn't hit that mark, plans for a sequel were put on the back burner. Nevertheless, Beatty and Disney maintained the rights, and periodically Beatty would discuss the idea of doing a second film. In 2002, Tribune attempted to reacquire the rights to the character from Disney and Beatty, which set off a multi-year legal battle over the character. In 2005, Disney, having no intention of producing a sequel at that point, returned the rights fully to Warren Beatty, who proceeded to file a suit against Tribune. And then in 2010, Turner Classic Movies broadcast the Dick Tracy special, featuring Beatty as... Dick Tracy in an interview with Leonard Moulton. And honestly, uh, Rob, I had not seen the Dick Tracy special when it aired. I was kind of vaguely aware of it. Uh, And then earlier this year, when that second special kind of came out of nowhere, I was like, I became absolutely fascinated and obsessed with the whole thing. Yeah, I had no awareness of these specials at all. Uh, As a matter of fact, this is, I I feel this is a uh, Mandela effect, uh, <laughs> where, where I, uh, they did not exist in my world, but now I've crossed over the boundary into the world where yes, these two Dick Tracy specials exist. And, uh, I was unprepared for what I would find, Chris. I, I think I'm still unprepared. No, I mean, I, I am honestly not sure what to make of them. I mean, either. Warren Beatty is possibly losing his ability to discern reality from fiction. Or they are works of genius pop art on on an absolutely, uh, you know, kind of God tier level. Or maybe both. Maybe both of those things are true. It's it is it's so you could find these on YouTube, folks. Check them out. They are so weird. <laughs> I, I would say that before we get into the weirdness details, my my high level takeaway. I'm gonna spoiler alert it up. Okay. Front. My high-level takeaway is that Warren Beatty truly loves the character Dick Tracy. I I agree 100%. He does not need to do this. I mean, if he wanted to act, he could just probably let people know, and someone would put him in an Oscar bait movie of some kind. He could do things still. And I realize you get older, and it's not, not the heyday, but... He chose to do this because in his heart, he wants another Dick Tracy film. He does. I think he absolutely does. Like, you wouldn't do this. You wouldn't fight this hard to keep the rights. And I I love that dedication. Yeah. I I can imagine a few things that if I had the rights to, I would probably, to my dying day, uh, (laughs) you know, be dressed up in my Coffin Joe cape or something to keep keep the rights alive for my reboot. Yes. Oh God! I, I could just—I I would be dressed up as the shadow, and and I would hold—I would—I'd yeah. be making shadow. I'd be doing interviews as the shadow. So maybe it's brilliant. Uh, the 2010 special opens with shots of a studio lot. I believe it's the Disney lot, and there are guards by the gate, and there's assistants who are nervously waiting for someone to arrive. Soon, a chauffeur-driven vintage car pulls up to the gate, 
and the guard opens it and it parks and out comes Warren Beatty or rather Dick Tracy because the conceit of both of these specials is that Warren Beatty is playing the real Dick Tracy. He wasn't in the 1990 film. That was Warren Beatty, the actor who also directed, you know, directed and produced. But this is the real Dick Tracy who happens to look exactly like Warren Beatty. I keep thinking to myself, does Beatty keep the coat and hat in his closet at home? Like, is that, is he just pull these out of his closet and it's like, uh, hey, let's go, let's row the studio and do this. It's amazing. Yeah, and uh, to take the conceit further, it's, uh, he was a real detective who's like in one of them 107 years old and the yeah. other presumably uh, older. <laughs> and that he had uh, given permission to Gould for the newspaper strips to chronicle his life. Based on his life, Yes. So, I mean, it's it's going the whole nine yards with this as a conceit. Oh, it's – it's Dick Tracy sits down with Leonard Maltin for an interview. I, I want to I say – I should say for the first for the first special, I don't know if this is – God, I mean, if, if I'm wrong, it's just me and then I got – there were a lot of – there was a lot of emphasis on breasts in that first yeah. special. I'm, oh, good. I'm glad you noticed it too because I wasn't sure if it was just in my so head. So, yeah, there was the makeup lady there was the makeup with lady, Leonard Malton. Cleavage. There was the lady who full-on, like, just adjusts her breasts Adjusting her breasts, her breasts before Tracy enters. I don't know what to make of that, but it's – I just – I couldn't not see it. Um, and then we get Dick Tracy sitting down with Leonard Malton. He starts, as you say, Malton starts by telling Tracy how good he looks for his age. And Tracy admits he's 107. And Tracy, he, Malton asks how he how he looks so good, and Tracy responds by telling him his secret is pomegranates, 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 and small portions SP and and exercise, and sometimes he even has a blueberry. Nobody ever went wrong with our friend the blueberry. <laughs> This. You wonder where this is coming from because <laughs> there, there there are parts of these specials that are very logical if you're keeping the rights and you want to do another Dick yes. Tracy movie. And then there's pomegranates. <laughs> pomegranates. 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 Yeah. Pomegranates. Uh, at one point, we cut away to Dick Tracy's driver and one of the assistants is trying to pick him up. And, you know, he's like, you know, that man – the movies, the radio shows, they don't even begin to tell you what that man has been through. And from here, we get Leonard Maltin giving a kind of historical overview of the character of Dick Tracy, beginning with the comic strip created by Chester Gould in 1931. From there, we move into Dick Tracy's exploits on radio and subsequently in film. The Tracy character was featured in four Republic serials between 1937 and 41, and then four B-movies between 1945 and 47. During this era, Tracy is played by two actors, Ralph Byrd and Morgan Conway. Malton also mentions a 1967 Dick Tracy TV pilot, which I instantly thought would fit alongside the 60s Green Hornet series if we ever get around to doing Get Me Another Batman 66. Well, I actually went and did a little research into this because I am the guy who does do the research. And I watched, I found and watched a little of that Dick Tracy pilot. And wow, does it have a Batman 66 feel? And for good reason, it was produced by William Dozier, who produced Batman and the Green Hornet. It had an animated opening just like Batman 
Uh, it had a villain played by Victor Buono, who one of my favorite character actors from the 60s, who played King Tut on the classic Batman TV series. And it's it was very nearly, you know, it didn't get picked up the series because the Green Hornet series, which followed immediately on Batman, it was, it was aired during Batman's second series, was not as successful. So Dick Tracy didn't get picked up, but it's very much in that vein. And it's interesting to take a look at. I may go back and watch the whole thing at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, give me the link, baby. I'll, uh, well, I'll watch that. Absolutely. And, uh, and, hey, and hey, I feel that because um, I'm sure that Warren Beatty will be listening to this at some point. Uh, <laughs> We're just going to keep throwing out ideas. Uh, yeah. First of all, you want to do that second Dick Tracy movie, Tracy 67. Ooh. Do do a 1960s period Dick Tracy movie. And I know, I know you're talking, this is jumping the gun. He was talking about getting serious, but maybe the opposite is true. We've had enough serious superhero-dom right now. Yeah. Maybe what we need is a little fun. Uh, maybe you know, or you know, what would be interesting there uh, to to riff off of what you say is that you have what if it's like the long goodbye, the Robert Altman long goodbye, sure, where it, it, it's it's Tracy is still a man of the thirties, but now fine is in the sixties, mm. and like you know, like you know, he's dealing with all the long hairs and that sort of stuff, but he's still he's still that same guy, like in the way that that was it, Philip Marlowe. In the long goodbye, is is he finds he's slightly out of sync with the seventies world. A man out of time, yeah, but with a great apartment, yes, but with a great uh, apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, Malton's voiceover ends, and we get he he ends with talking about Warren Beatty's nineteen ninety Dick Tracy feature film, and he asks the real Tracy which portrayal of him he preferred. And who does he pick, Rob? He doesn't pick Warren Beatty. Bird, baby. Bird, Bird. Ralph Bird. Although he does mention that that Morgan Conway was a terrific actor as well. Um, and and it's here. And Beatty was fine. Beatty was fine. <laughs> That's what he says. Beatty was fine. <laughs> it's here that they have a clip of Ralph Bird as Dick Tracy, and I was that I was just that honestly I was amazed by. Because he's talking, here's Dick Tracy talking to a group of new officers, and he says, and I quote, there are no rules in the game of justice versus crime. Yes, Dick, there are. There are rules, and it's called the Constitution. What? What, what, what is happening? There are no rules. There are absolutely rules. So I guess... In those early, because uh, those would have been the serials. Yes, Bird, they would have I been think. the late 30s. Not, although he did the two later movies. But, yeah. uh, you know, is is he the first Dirty Harry? Uh, maybe it's, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's. Um, Beatty, quote unquote, as the real Tracy, has a, de- has a self-deprecating sense of humor about himself. You know, he criticizes the 1990 film as having too much color and having too many musical numbers. He mentions how Beatty didn't have a low opinion of himself, and while there is a physical resemblance, they weren't really that similar. And he calls Beatty a knee-jerk liberal and mentions that he himself is very conservative. It, it's fascinating. And for those of you that are, uh, you know, paying attention, uh, he does also criticize it for being a musical comedy. Yes. In specific. A that, comedy. So, which it isn't yes. really. It's, uh, But it's so fascinating to hear Beatty doing this in character as the, quote, real Dick Tracy. <laughs> and I understand this. this is all so Beatty can retain the rights. I get it. But it's such a weird way to do it. <laughs> well, and 
from the comedic level of this whole thing. It's amazing. The other odd thing is that Beatty is playing Dick Tracy as the real Dick Tracy, which means that he himself is being a straight man. He is not being jokey. But Leonard Malton as Leonard Malton, the interviewer, is also the straight man. And so uh, seeing this after Ishtar, I think was in some ways perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is uh, very, very dry. It is, uh, this is also not telling you where to laugh. Exactly. That's, that that was the thing was Ishtar was a movie that doesn't tell you where to laugh. It doesn't tell you where it's funny. And I felt like the same thing here. I'm like, that must really be Beatty's sensibility. Yeah. It's pomegranates and SP. Small portions and some exercise. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I, and the whole thing, it's, it's, it's just fascinating. And, and, you know, as the interview ends, you know, Tracy leaves and Leonard Malton looks about as confused uh, about the whole thing as I do. But as strange as this was, it must have worked because a year later, a U.S. district court ruled in Beatty's favor, citing his commitment of principal photography on the television special as sufficient for him to retain the rights. Now, Beatty, in the years since, has continued to talk about making his second Dick Tracy movie. And then in 2023, 13 years after the first Dick Tracy special, a second one entitled Dick Tracy Special, Tracy Zooms In, aired on Turner Classic Movies. And if you think that first special sounded weird, strap in, because Tracy Zooms In takes that weirdness and cranks it up to 11. My favorite thing about Tracy Zooms In (laughs) is that the opening is like the opening of an 80s horror movie sequel, where you get just a ton of footage from yeah, the first from the special first yeah. being replayed on a TV screen is what Ben Mankiewicz Ben Mankiewicz is it. watching the like the 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 clips from the first one and it, it, first of all I should say the one thing I liked really about Tracy zooms in is that um they actually bothered to go with the Dick Tracy font for the title as opposed to just a sort of generic one I'm like oh they're yeah, really committing yeah. to it now um, but well, first of all, we have Ben Mankiewicz introducing it, which was, I guess, aired as part of a night of Dick Tracy programming along with two vintage movies. And Mankiewicz looks like he's in a hostage video. <laughs> like, Ben, blink twice if you need help. Um, and then we cut to Mankiewicz in his office watching clips from the first special. And it's like, yeah, it's like a, the beginning yeah. of an 80s horror movie. And then he finds Mrs. Voorhees' head in his fridge. <laughs> Wait, wait, no. I mixed up mixed up my notes, Chris. There we go. Uh, we, we're not doing Get Me Another Friday the 13th for a little while, but keep no. those. We'll need yeah, those yeah. for later. <laughs> uh, you know, he's soon joined by Leonard Moulton, who theorizes that Tracy want, might want someone to make another movie about his life. Why not? To which Mankiewicz replies, why not? Warren Beatty's got the rights. Still. Next, Tracy calls in on the Zoom, and we get this three-way conversation between Mankiewicz, Malton, and quote-unquote the real Dick Tracy, who looks exactly like Warren Beatty. And Tracy is reaching out to Mankiewicz because of an interview he saw Mankiewicz do with Warren Beatty extolling the virtues of collaboration. Which we get 
we get clips of that, too. Yeah, we get clips of the interview that, that Mankiewicz had done with Warren Beatty, and it's interesting. Yeah. We learn that Beatty and Tracy are no longer on speaking terms after a falling out over a meeting that, that they were scheduled to have that Beatty never showed up for. And it's this point, I'm, I'm saying this out loud into a microphone, and I'm starting to wonder if I'm losing my mind. And uh, I, I believe that restaurant was the Polo Lounge. It was the Polo Lounge. Yes, it, indeed, it was the Polo Lounge. And this is Chad. Chekhov's polo lounge for the Tracy zooms in <laughs> special. I just want to, yeah, I'm if, preparing if, you all. We, we then get what largely amounts to a, you know, a replay of the original interview. They cover a lot of the same ground and the same topics. And the real Dick Tracy gives much the same answers talking about the lack of reality in the 1990 movie. And we just have this sequence where Beatty's movie is playing and Beatty as Tracy is saying, uh-huh. This is good. This is fine. Oh, I didn't like this. And and I'm like, <laughs> it's so surreal. I, I I can't I can't even. I just it's so surreal and it's incredible. What I love most is that when it gets to the part where Dick Tracy starts pitching what the follow-up movie should be like in tone <laughs> and how it should differ from the first film. Yes. And it, it truly is like Dick Tracy is talking to potential film investors through the screen <laughs> and letting them know how it would be updated and it wouldn't quite be what the 1990 movie was. Well, he, he, there's a scene in the, in, the, in the 1990 Dick Tracy where Tracy tells Big Boy that walnuts are bad for the brain. And the real Tracy pauses that scene in the middle to point out that walnuts are actually good for the brain. Yeah, I, <laughs> and it, which is true. They are good for the brain. Uh, and, and Tracy criticizes the colors that Beatty uses. There's a scene where uh, Beatty, they were, oh, see, now they're fusing in my mind and I can't even get the name straight. It's Tracy and Beatty. He criticizes Beatty as Tracy for jumping onto the the, the, the roof of the car off of the, the lamppost and, and the colors. He, my favorite line, that's a lot of reds. Even for Beatty. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, uh, and then Tracy pulls up clips from the classic Ralph Bird Morgan Conaway serials and movies and comments how serious and believable they were. This is what it takes to fight crime. I believe that. You know, and then we have that line again about how there's no rules in the game of justice in versus crime. There are rules. <laughs> I know that. They're called laws. Yeah, they're called laws. <laughs> so if all of that were not surreal enough, Mankiewicz and Malton contact Warren Beatty and add him to the Zoom call. And that's where this thing goes from, from one level to another level altogether. Because you get this four-way conversation between Ben Mankiewicz, Leonard Bolton, Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy, and Warren Beatty as Warren Beatty. And I don't know, I, I don't know what it, it's amazing. It's, I, I, it, this is easily available on YouTube. Seek it out because it's so bizarre. And, and you get Warren Beatty making up with Dick Tracy. Yes. And it doesn't, it doesn't quite go to full apology, but you know, uh, he says he, he called him. Yeah. Didn't you get the message? I yeah, called I sent the a message lounge. to the polo lounge. Didn't you get it? And, and, and Tracy's like, no. And he thought all these years had gone by. He thought that, that, uh, that Beatty stood him up, but no. 
Uh, and then the question comes up, like, why did Beatty never make another Tracy movie? And Tracy says to Beatty, he's controlled the rights for like a thousand years. This is all Warren Beatty talking him to himself. And the, the, the whole thing for both of these specials in different ways, but it really does have the quality of the best college class video production assignment. <laughs> like this yeah. would have been someone's final. Yeah. Like, and, and then they and they put it on and you would have been amazed and gone like, oh, this thing is bonkers. How do they do this? <laughs> um, but the fact that this was done and I, I don't know, I, just the totality of these two two specials, I am now dedicated to Warren Beatty getting to do another Dick Tracy yes. movie. Yeah, absolutely. He needs to write and direct it. And I know they talk about maybe getting someone younger, but inv- movie investors, screw that. Let the man play Dick Tracy one more time. If Harrison Ford can be Indiana Jones one last time, we can get another Warren Beatty, Dick Tracy. That's yeah, all well, I'm saying. They, they talk about, you know, they, they start debating, you know, if they should make another movie, should Boy Beatty star in it? Um, and Tracy goes on this rant. Uh, Tracy, it's Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy. I, my brain is now starting to bifurcate the, in my in my head about how people are watching movies at home and no one wants to go to the movie theaters anymore. And people want to watch movies at home so they can put them on pause and they can use their cell phone and take breaks for dinner and they could go to the toilet and treat movies like books. And should Beatty get someone younger to play him? Or should he play him as an older person who does things that older people usually can't do? Which is totally the way they should go. Yeah. And, or it should be a series. And the answer to that is maybe it shouldn't. I, th- I want to see a Dick Tracy movie starring a, a North of 85 Warren Beatty. Just do it, man. Just do it. We are here for you. Goddamn right. Ugh. A, I really, really liked 1990s Dick Tracy. Yes. If this, and this, he, if he has been thinking about this, not, and I wouldn't say consciously, like at the forefront of his mind every day, but this has been an itch he's wanted to scratch for 33 years at yeah. this point. I want to see that as, as badly as I want to see Coppola's, uh, Megalopolis. Megalopolis. Yes. I, I want this. I want it. Let's make <laughs> this happen. I want to manifest this into an existence. Uh, If you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are, we are here for you. We will, will do whatever, whatever small thing we can to help you make this a reality because we want to see you play Dick Tracy one more time because it's, you know, you're a guy with a vision. Dick Tracy returns produced by Dick Tracy, who looks just like Warren Beatty. I'm into it. I'd pay to see that. I mean, they, have strip mined every possible property. Everything. Just, just do this. Do, just do this. this, people. This is the do one it. you do. Yes. Yeah. Well, honestly, uh, let's all get together. And, and if only, if only Warren Beatty had been selling wine for the last thirty years, he could have, he could have just financed it himself, like Coppola's doing with Megalopolis. I, and, you know, maybe to wet the public's appetite. And I'm throwing this out there because I know, I know he's listening. Maybe they need to go back to some roots. Right? Mm-hmm. Podcast originals are oh. all the rage. Oh. Why don't we wet the public's appetite with Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy in an audible original? On radio. I'm, just, I'm branding everything yeah. because I want this to happen. I'll yes. be leading the witch's circle at midnight in Griffith Park. <laughs> 
every every solstice until yeah. this thing happens. No, I'm right yeah. there with you. It's we we Warren Beatty. We want to help you make another Dick Tracy movie because hell, you deserve it, man. Let's do it. We deserve the movie going we deserve public it. deserves it. We deserve to see I it. I want to see it. I want to see That's it. That's it. I want to see it. Yes. Again, if you if you're even remotely interested in Dick Tracy, check out these two specials. They are so bizarre, but I think they are honestly a genius work of oh, pop yeah. art. In, you know, and, and and again, it doesn't tell you that it's a joke. It's it does it with a straight face and it's amazing. Everybody in the, the you have everybody in the Second special, you have Tracy, Beatty, Mankiewicz, and Malton all as the straight man. It's amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, these things are essentially, you know, if you watch them back to back, it's 60 minutes of just talking heads for the most part. And it is entertaining yeah. because it's Warren fucking Beatty. It really is. <laughs> he's it, Lo and behold, he is entertaining to watch. Uh, I know this is... Again, breaking uh, news. Yeah. So anyway, we highly recommend. It. We were I, I was so fascinated by this that I said to Rob, we gotta we gotta cover this in a in a in a bonus bonus episode, and uh, we highly recommend it. If we could contribute, if we could bang the drum for Dick Tracy returns, uh, consider it banged as much as loud as we can. And um, you know, I, admittedly, this was a very unusual episode. Um, I'd like to bang another drum too. Anyone out there, anyone out there who is clinging on to a property that they love and they're going to lose the rights, special that shit. Do this. Yeah. Do do this. Do what Warren Beatty did. And again, this is just, it's been a little bit, this was a little bit of fun. We, uh, we wanted to throw together <laughs> and it was, it was <laughs> a joy. Um, but we will be back in two weeks on May the 2nd for the first episode in our new series, Get Me Another When Harry Met Sally, in which we'll be exploring the wave of 90s romantic comedies that were kicked off by that film. We have some really interesting films to discuss. We have some exciting guests who will be joining us. You don't want to miss it. And we thank you so much for listening. Again, we are your hosts, Chris Iannacone and Rob Lamorges. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Get Me Another Pod. And if you've enjoyed the show, tell your friends. Tell your enemies, tell Leonard Malton and Ben Mankiewicz, should you make their acquaintance, and join us next time as we continue to explore what happens when Hollywood says, get me another. Big Tracy. He's got a bulldog jowl. Big Tracy. Why he's the arm of the law. Big Tracy.